All right, uh, my dear audience, uh, welcome to the Beginner's Mindset Digital Podcast. It has been a while, it has been a minute, as the young fellows will say. Um, and uh, I have been missing in action. Not that I did not want to give you anything, it's just, you know, because of the way life is. Um, what it brings, what it throws, and um, uh, not being able to uh, commit myself to... Uh, yeah, to give you what you've been waiting for. And uh, today, um, it's, um, yeah, what can I say today? Today I have a guest, uh, and this guest is going to introduce himself, and then we're going to take it from there. Um, like, you know, it's, um, it's a living room conversation. So uh, after his introduction, self-introduction, and then we are going to take it from there. So welcome, welcome, young man. Uh, if you can just give us, uh, you know, a word or two to introduce yourself. Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Abdul Rahim. I was act- I was actually on the podcast a couple of episodes before. Um, you know, I was happy to be on there uh, once before, and I'm happy to be here now and today. So uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be, yeah, to right. be part of any. All right. Well, uh, welcome. And uh, today is the um, the twelfth of June, uh, twenty twenty two. So we've seen a lot of changes uh, over time. Uh, from the time we started the podcast, it was almost at the beginning of the of the lockdown after the uh, after the start of COVID nineteen. And uh, I mean, there has been a lot of changes, uh, good and bad. Or maybe should we say just changes and the changes that have affected people are negatively and positively but it's all good and it's all part of life uh and we just i just hope that um you know uh those who are out there you know facing some difficulties they are finding a way to better themselves they are finding a way to cope with the issues that they are they are facing or they've been facing and that uh they see more light at the end of the tunnel and uh it is such a beautiful day here today uh because it's it's quite sunny uh and it's uh relatively warm so uh we are airing our episode from uh, the hague in the netherlands so definitely everyone is just going crazy today here mm-hmm. uh, and it's been the case even yesterday so it's so beautiful at the end of the day and uh one of the things that uh uh, I would like to delve into a conversation with my guest today uh, is about um, living in the present. And this is something that I feel um, it is uh, maybe not considered enough or is uh, misunderstood. Oh, it's... Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of misconception around that one. And uh, it is something that maybe is worth uh, having a discussion about so that uh, maybe we um, um, we provoke uh, people's minds to think more about it and uh, hopefully to to come to a conclusion that will be helpful to all of us. So, you know, without further ado, I will invite my uh, my guest to 
probably share his initial views about what does living in the present mean to him when he when someone said living in the present well, what comes in your comes in your mind um well i mean i guess it's it's good that 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 yeah that introduction was was presented because it provided me a bit of time to think about it mm. um but i i think um uh, i have thought previously about this subject before um but if i was to kind of put it into a simple singular sentence i think living in the present I think that, generally speaking, for the most part, um, and I know that we've spoken about this in the past, that life is continuously moving. Right. And so we are, in essence, always um, always open um, to the passage of time within moments, within mm. individual moments. Mm. Uh, but but, but in, 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 all, in all of these moments, uh, one's awareness of that particular moment is always of a varying degree, mm. um, and I think to live in the present is is that is that distinction where a moment becomes an experience, okay. where in essence the moment is fully realized, mm. uh, fully uh, fully surrendered to. Yeah, um, that is essentially what I would what I would describe as living in the present. It's it's taking every moment of one's life. Um, as it pa- as as they pass as as they presently are, yeah, um, and surrendering surrendering completely to it, okay, and as such experiencing it to uh, uh, the 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 best of one depth one's depth. Okay, so if if I if I understand you correctly, then you you're not suggesting with uh, what you understand living in the present mean to you that uh, uh, is to ignore. Uh, planning for the future or to ignore uh, having a focus on uh, uh, you know prospects for the future and what is coming mm-hmm. but it's just to what how do you uh, how do you become aware and realize and seize those moments uh, of the present mm-hmm. in whatever present form mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. for you yeah I mean I think if done properly Mm. If really and truly one does become entirely present, mm. I think the present becomes a junction by which one can look both backwards and forwards in time. Okay. Uh, and and once once one um, ceases to hold any preconceptions or uh, prejudices, mm. and they remove all of those things, mm. and uh, as I as I said before completely surrendered to that particular moment yeah you can begin to see uh the you can begin to see the 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 potential evolutions of what will come yeah and the ways in which things have evolved to this particular moment right because of the fact that you've subtracted all of your uh your uh your your premeditated sort of preconceptions you're considering things as objectively as you as you can yeah and in so doing you can see more clearly where the direction of where things will go and perhaps the direction of how things arrived at this particular moment. Okay. I think. Yeah. So would you say uh, many of us uh, are very successful or not in uh, living in the present um, based on your limited or broad experience in life? I, I would say, I would say no. Um, it's so difficult to, it's so difficult to do so. Um, you know, I, I try, um, I've, I've been meditating for the past couple of years now mm. and uh and even even still at this point i find it difficult and 
one of the biggest one of the biggest things is essentially reaching a state of presence. Mm. Um, but the difficulty to do that is you need to let go. Essentially, you need to entirely let go. Mm. And um, it's such a big it's such a big um, it's a big state of commitment. And funnily enough, the letting go the process of letting go is as difficult and as simple as it sounds. Mm. Uh, but it, it, it really requires you to to detract yourself from the systems that you completely put your trust in. Mm. Um, and uh, in a sense, and then allow yourself to be vulnerable to yourself in essence. Right. Okay. Um, but I think the difficulty, so maybe to, to give an example, is to, to, so just to provide a bit more of a concrete uh, sense to it, you mm. know, um, I don't know, perhaps you know, one's belief in God, mm. right? If you're just to, to actually become present about that, mm. it's to first and foremost step away from this, uh, this immediate attraction, uh, this immediate sense that you have to commit to God. Mm. And separating yourself from that need and then allowing it to arise purely f- from, from a natural sense of being. Right. Which occurs if you just, I guess in a sense, trust, you know, the you trust that you have a general sense of conviction about these things. Mm. Um, and that you are more, uh, you're allowing yourself to be more, uh, you're observing yourself as yourself without yep. having to put in boundaries or barricades. Uh, that you feel you must trust uh, to be yourself. Yeah. I don't know if that makes much sense. No, it, it does. It does. Um, I've I've also been thinking about it myself mm-hmm. uh, and leading to uh, a reason why I've brought it in our conversation. And uh, with my limited experience in life, I have been um, maybe... I wouldn't say struggle with uh, understanding of this, but I've been, I've been uh, having a different understanding of uh, living in the present, what that meant, what that meant, what that means, what it means to me now. And um, I have found many a times that, uh, you know, like there's almost like for many of us, a sense of... Um, almost like an irresponsible act mm-hmm. or like uh, in some case self-delusional um, um, attitude but in other in other circumstances is uh, there's uh, also a notion that uh, those who can afford to be living in the present are the ones whose basic needs have been satisfied and therefore they can afford to focus on now, and not worrying about the basic needs, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been I've been thinking about it, and I've been indulging in uh, understanding from different point of view, and 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 one of the things that um at least I'm I'm more convinced now is that um and and I think it's it's very much in line with what you're saying is that especially when you when you're focused in mm-hmm. your life. And you're focused in a way that you want to achieve certain things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you maybe set your goals. Uh, although I know that uh, there are different point of views out there. about uh, you know, like having goals is important. Mm-hmm. But there are those who live 
their life for the goals and those who set goals in order to be able to pursue their life and, and find the meaning or create a meaning in their life. Yes. So let's say you, you set all your, your goals and you want to achieve certain things in life and, and I'm assuming that it's a, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And what I've found to be the beautiful thing about living in the present is actually taking taking a look at where you're coming from, mm-hmm. which is in line with what you say, and how much you have evolved, uh, and uh, looking at where you want to go mm-hmm. and what you want to achieve, but then going even a step further and, and looking at uh, incremental steps on how you want to achieve those things that you want to achieve. Yes. And uh, once you do that, and then when you focus on the, you know, seizing, seizing, uh, uh, these moments in the present, then it becomes not only a catalyst, but it becomes um, a system that allows you mm-hmm. to actually better yourself Certainly. so that you get where you want to get. 100%. And, and also it allows you to, to be uh, realistic, but at the same time kinder to yourself in terms of how you look at your, at your past. It's probably Western misconception that I think for the most part people believe living in the present is to, to be in, in this state of bliss, mm. uh, in this state of indifference, uh, carelessness. Mm. But I guess perhaps if you're to, to look at it from a more Eastern perspective, living in the present simply means being aware. Yeah. Completely aware. Being aware. Completely aware. Yeah. And um, the most important of all things that you should be completely aware of is yourself. Um, and in, in, in so doing that, um, in so doing that, you, like you said, I mean, that's, that's essentially the, the beginnings of the beginnings of, of any, of any, um, independent sense of growth, mm. uh, at, at particular moments, you need to be able to have a clear understanding of who you even are before you continue on a particular path that you set out mm. because, you know, the future is still a conception. It's still conceptual. Mm. Um, it doesn't really um and 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 what's more is the future that you're planning currently 
And it's difficult to, it's, and this again, this is one of the things that the present forces you to do, to let go to the arrogance that your future has any sort of reliability or mm. sensibility. Mm. It, it has a certain level, but it is still entirely, uh, a pro- it's a probability. Mm. It's, it's entirely conceptual. And um, it is something that you have formulated based off of, um, off of judgments that you've, that you've made um, in a sense kind of along the way mm. but it, it takes every so often to move away from that and to look at it critically mm. for you to even have an understanding of, of what you're doing in the first place um, right. um, like you know as at least the, the way that I see it anyway mm. uh, but yeah I, I, I just I, yeah I just wanted to quickly say that I think there is a certain level that um, and that's why I think sometimes it's difficult mm. uh, for people to get because because for the most part, people feel like um, living in the present is antithetical to to considering the future. Mm. Uh, um, but I think, or even considering the past for for that matter. But I think they're actually one and the same. There is no distinction. So don't you think maybe that is where probably lies uh, the heart of the problem mm-hmm. in 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 uh, in uh, committing to the living in the present? Because uh, there is. Uh, misunderstanding yes in terms of what it is yes yes big misunderstanding and mm. it's it's so now deeply ingrained in us i feel that um it is so tough to actually take a step back yeah um because again you and, and i think this is this is one of the things um and i think it's also to to do the fact as to why children experience relatively speaking experience a day to be much longer than an adult. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I felt like uh, uh, when I was much younger, a day felt much longer, mm. generally speaking. Mm. Um, and the older you get, you just seem to lose that. Mm. Um, and I think it's because of the fact that you begin to trust, have much more of a trust in your own systems mm. than in the fact that those systems are then almost in, I, I guess, I guess there, there is a, uh, there is a fear to surrender to change, mm. I guess, in a sense, okay. which is perhaps maybe the biggest of all things. Yeah, uh, because the present constantly it question it it, it it poses the question as to as to as to maybe the fact that you are constantly changing. Right. Um, but you know the inherent value of a system is to is to try to order the chaos of change. Yeah. But if you it, which is which which you know is required and the, the, it requires a level of balance, but too much balance can can cause you know a, a disorder of its own. Yeah, um, and so you need to be able to to do a bit of both. I think I think uh, the 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 key word here is awareness. Awareness. And uh, I want to hammer that. I want to bold it and underline mm-hmm. for you, for I, and for whoever is listening. Yes. And taking everything that we have talked about, mm-hmm. and um, you know just for people to think about and i think at some stage it will be uh quite meaningful to have um maybe uh, a panel discussion around that so mm-hmm. that um uh, you know we can we can we can share some different point of views in terms of how that topic is being looked at mm-hmm. and and hopefully it will give much more deeper meaning to what it is mm-hmm. and then it will give something as a takeaway for for our audience and those who who listen to a podcast to to um, 
well to be affected uh, hopefully positively by this yeah no for sure yeah um, and, it, and i think you're right it is very true awareness is the key word yeah and i remember i was watching an interview with this uh with this director by the name of david lynch and he was speaking basically about the importance of meditation mm. and he described it as this it, it's about expanding consciousness mm. such that let's say for an example you read a book yeah if you have a certain level of consciousness beforehand you will take let's say uh relatively speaking re it's just a representation it's not necessarily right. scale to size but mm. the consciousness the size of an apple mm. you read a book you'll take an apple size of material from that mm. but if you can find the means to to expand your awareness yeah expand your consciousness and again it goes back to the whole fact of the distinction between moments and experience reading the same book you could take an even much larger um and a much deeper and a richer sense of uh, uh information mm. from it just due to the fact that you've you've been able to expand your overall awareness of things right um and uh that just that's not even to do with information again it, it transcends all levels i mean you run a business yeah you, know, you have a discussion with a business partner or other you can by by increasing the level of awareness you're increasing your uh, how much you're actually taking from the conversation that's going at play and you know with each word with each minute that that, that occurs could be absolutely detrimental to what it is that you're trying to do you're right. or perhaps highly successful yeah uh, and uh, and again but it also goes to very personal and intimate things you know how much of a, of a human of, a, of another human being do you want to really know mm. um i guess it's all dependent on your level of awareness so um effectively if we really really invest and focus mm -hmm. uh honestly yes uh in uh well we know who we are mm -hmm. so that aspect at least we 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 have a clear idea of the kind of people either we are or we want to become yes. and considering that we are evolving uh uh, species then we will definitely be evolving whether we like it or not mm -hmm. and that uh, when we are aware and clear in our minds of the person that we are or what you want to be and if we focus in the present mm -hmm. by becoming more aware of uh, our environment of our intentions of what we are trying to do so we are actually affecting or impacting the quality of our future, whatever that future is. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. You're 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 affecting your poten the potential of your of your future. Yeah. I mean, I guess I mean if you look at it like even if you were to suggest that your life is entirely planned out. Yeah. Um, by increasing your awareness, you're increasing the amount by which you're participating in your life. Yeah. You know, uh, outside of your own head, um, but fully engaged. Uh, and I think basically, I guess to put it simply present being present is uh acquiring knowledge through living yeah i guess in a sense um which is i think the almost the the the, the end all the be all the end all mm. um, um uh, yeah i guess in a sense perhaps it's it, so it, yeah it, it most definitely affects your future uh most definitely affects your future for sure
So what would you say to someone who is, um, you know, very forward thinking, you know, plans out his or her life, set goals, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, have a key milestones and almost like time plans, mm -hmm. um, you know, attached to it. And, uh, you know, like almost having a, a diary or a notebook that, you know, being ready to tick the box every minute, every uh, hour, every year that uh, an idea that uh, a target has been achieved uh, or has not been achieved. Yes. Uh, what would you say to an individual like that? Well, I think first I would I would say that I'd, I admire your, your ambition mm. uh, because, I mean, you know, to be perfectly honest, I mean, it's very, well, perhaps maybe from, from my perspective, I think it's very easy to, to first jump to criticizing perhaps a mm. person who lives so adamantly mm. like that. But I think I would first just, you know, you know, you know, I guess pass on a sense of admiration. But I would say just second of all, it's all well and good. And I think you will live a life um, becoming the person that you want to be. Mm. But... Um, you begin to, and again, this is what happens, the more adult that you become, the stronger and more defined those systems become. And those systems are essentially who it, who it is that you think you are or who it is that you want to be. Mm. Um, but every so often it takes, you, you must move backwards only because of the fact that at the end of the day, um, openness is the absolute most key um perhaps attribute to to almost any any significant virtue mm. um you know uh, it, 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 you must allow yourself to be open um to essentially anything mm. um it's the it, it, i mean it's, it's 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 perhaps one of the the most key um and distinguishing factor to intelligence to creativity and the, the difficulty is if you systematize yourself too much mm. you've now cut yourself off mm. from a range of different things and, you know, for an example, I, I mean, I've done this myself multiple times and you just need to every so often move back from this very stringent uh, portrait you have of yourself mm. and allow yourself that childlike quality to explore something mm. completely different, completely new. Yeah. Um, and just see without this need to logically connect it to this portrait that you have okay just really first and foremost have enough just just to explore it mm. and then what you'll find is for the most part everything is connected in mm. and of itself okay so you know even if even if uh, i don't know you're you're a football player mm. um, and you dedicated your life to the sport mm. and you may feel like you don't have enough time to pursue um you know, an expansion of culinary endeavors, for an example, mm. maybe, maybe stop try being a cook. What, what I mean by that is it's not necessarily a world-class professional cook. I mean, literally becoming, maybe spending some time with a family you want to cook for them. Mm. You may feel like those things are, are completely oppositional. Mm. And from the outside, they are. Until you begin to try it, you begin to maybe invest some time into it, maybe perhaps you begin to love it, and then you begin to realize that the real true portrait of yourself is not necessarily what you painted, but it is something that is so inherent and internal within you. Mm. And perhaps what you what you may begin to realize is there is such a deep connection between football and cooking, mm. um, and that and that mutual that mutual motif is yourself. Mm. Perhaps because of the fact that 
you know, just just off the top of my head, that football and cooking were were perhaps the two biggest foundations of family life. Okay. And those are the things that you feel like not only can you bring your family together with, mm. uh, but you can almost express your your underlying importance of what family means to you through those things. Right. So it just, I think, I would just say that, um, you know, I think you probably do understand who you are, but every so often, do not allow, do not. Uh, be afraid to try something which seems perhaps uh, different. Try something for no other reason. I remember there's a, there was a, I was reading an article, um, uh, like an article analysis of an essay by mm. a philosopher called Bertrand Russell, and he was saying that one of the best things to do to almost help one in the aging process, especially once they're getting closer and closer to an older age, mm. is to start selecting habits um activities which are very impersonal mm. not to do with your work not to do with your job almost in a sense for lack of a better word almost insignificant stuff you yeah. know start playing bridge for an example mm. uh maybe maybe begin a stamp collection okay um because it allows you to to be able to express yourself in ways which which uh could surprise you yeah um and provide a just a much greater sense of, uh, uh, I think it, it shows you that, 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 that you're much more than what you think you are. Okay. Um, I would say. So yeah. uh, uh, that was a very long answer. But yeah. Yeah. Kind of what I would say. All right. Uh, so I guess uh, as much as we, we, we may know the kind of person that we, we are or we want to become, but we should be aware that uh, that is not the, the whole story. Yes, and uh, the, the the story continues, and uh, we will only know, we will only continue to know what we are capable of. Yes, of becoming, mm -hmm. if we allow ourselves to to be to be aware, to be uh, to seize the opportunities, yes. and to be open to uh, to try out new things and to uh, yeah, just just to experience whatever is out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even just to do with perhaps if, if, if this isn't too much too convincing for you, it's not even to do with an enjoyment of life or uh, there is uh, definitive reasons as to why you should do this as well. I mean, it's, it's the reason as to why children learn things so quickly mm. in comparison to other human beings is because they can take information so openly without necessarily needing to connect it to anything else oh. yet. Right. You know what I mean? They so you can provide them with languages, you can provide them with music, you can provide them with with I don't know, the a vast degree of completely different things. Mm. And they uh, they don't try to connect it to I guess uh their person before taking it in. Mm. It only that assimilation process happens afterwards. Oh, right. And it happens subconsciously. Mm. And um, I think if you want to retain that level of uh, fast learning mm. as a child has, um, you should uh, almost adopt sort of like a renaissance, uh, you know, person idea, which is you, you just try to be a student of, of anything and everything. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And, a student uh, of anything and everything. Anything and everything. And, uh, and, and I'll stop you there. Yes. Because there is, um, um, I see in a lot of us yes. and when and i mean that in in the very sense of the word that uh you know because people have have, have defined who they are mm -hmm. and uh, they supposedly have a very good idea of the person that they are or they want to become 
and therefore they've set their path in, in getting in that direction. But in the process, they are not open to, to become the student of life. No. So basically they become very selective in what they choose to learn. Yes. And, and it's such a shame right now. Well, you know, that, and that's exactly the problem. It's you, you become, you know, a very ambitious person. Let's say, for an example, uh, I was going to say contractor. I, I don't I wouldn't even know what a contractor is. Yeah. I would say, let's say, for an example, a real estate agent. Yeah. Uh, perhaps this becomes your passion, your mm. dream, um, and everything that, um, everything that, 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 that you've always considered to be of the significance of, of a sense of wonder or, or what have you. Mm. And what, what, what then, what, what now happens is because essentially every human being is a funnel of those moments, okay. of those experiences. And then what, what you express comes out of what you take in. Right. Uh, the problem then becomes if you begin to connect yourself too deeply to one particular thing, right. let's say you're a real estate agent, anything that you now do goes through that funnel. Mm. Um, and again, with the whole consciousness thing, regardless of what you do, you know, perhaps you go to, I don't, I don't know why I keep using football as an example, but perhaps you go to a football match. Mm. You know, you take in information from the guys, from the spectacle of a real estate agent. Mm. Uh, you know, you go to a movie. That's that's exactly how you see it. And you, you begin to detract yourself as, as a human being, which is an idea which is far much, much more encompassing mm. than just a real estate agent. Yeah. And I, I'm, I mean, I suspect people do that because of the fact that they feel like... Um, there's not enough time to be able to accomplish everything that yeah. you want. And perhaps perhaps because of the fact that the idea of you being a human being mm. is too overwhelming. Okay. Because you, could, you can do anything. Right. Um, so people would prefer to be to be specialists, which is fine. Um, but, um, I, mean, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't know. I just think it also goes back to the whole idea that uh, you can be equally, equally versed in a yeah. range of different things. Right, um, right. Yeah, I mean, so long as you're... Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, and uh, just to add on to, to, um, to, to another point is that, uh, and, and, and I, I just like uh, the, the uh, you know, the presentation that you're making from uh, different angles. Um, so being a student of life, mm-hmm. uh, and if you become a student of life, probably the primary focus is for you to become a better human being. Yes. A better version of yourself to have more impact in your life and life of others. And uh, if you are very focused in terms of what to want to achieve as a person, it becomes a race. Mm-hmm. And that race, uh, then time almost feels like is insufficient for you. Yes. And that is why maybe you need to eliminate some of the things mm-hmm. because they are just a distraction yes. or they're inhibitors to your journey. Yes. But like you very much said, is that uh, um, a future is just a, a concept. Just a concept. Yeah. yeah and uh, how it turns out, it is, it is the way it turns out. Mm-hmm. It may actually be aligned to some extent with what you plan. But it may actually be very different, and in most cases, it is different. Although we may not be able to see it. Yes. So, um, once upon a time, before COVID, you are, let's say, an engineer, uh, and all your focus in life was 
how well you do your work as a civil engineer. Yes. And everything was defined around that. Mm -hmm. COVID came, uh, the factory or whatever, the company that you work for, um, you know, laid off some people and you are unfortunately one of the victims in the yes. process. And in the country or community that you are in, uh, the industry actually uh, almost like collapsed. So there was no a job for you. But because you are so focused in like almost the way you define yourself was an engineer, yes. not as a person who happens to be an engineer, then a switch or a shift becomes very difficult. Mm -hmm. But then let's say in this case, you're just fortunate um, and someone lends you, hands you a job. Mm -hmm. And then this job, uh, let's say you become a florist. Mm -hmm. And you're just amazed by the fact that you discover how much good, how good you are yes. in, in this job and, and how, how fulfilled you feel by doing what you're doing. Yes. And uh, I think this is the thing that I, I, I find very interesting that uh, when, like in the way that you put it, if you become a student of life, despite of the discipline that you focus on, mm -hmm then you become more open to mm -hmm. whatever experience or opportunities that come your way. Mm -hmm. And uh, as much as you may be very good in what you do, mm -hmm. but you do not fully define yourself as the engineer yes. or as the musician or as the artist. Yes. You are, you are bigger and you're more than that. It just happens to be maybe your passion. Mm -hmm. It may happen to be maybe the occupation that brings you uh, your earning yes. to be able to support yourself. And uh, I think in the race for, for uh, achieving your objectives when you are more uh, goals-oriented, maybe very paradoxically, you gain more mm -hmm. when you slow down yes. and you take in much broader and richer experience in mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. and, and then this feeling of um, race, mm -hmm. It's, it's much less. You, you'll have almost like a competition within yourself, but not with the, with the rest of the world. Yeah. And I think, I think almost the scariest thing about goals um, isn't necessarily that you can't achieve them, but actually the fact that you can achieve them. Mm. Because then that provides a level of like a finality to it. Mm. Um, and uh, it just cuts you off from being able to achieve much more than you would have ever considered, yeah. ever imagined. Mm. And, um, you know, you know, funnily enough, yeah, I mean, I don't know, for, I think for, for most of the geniuses, the true geniuses that have ever existed, their interests were far and wide. Mm. Uh, and they were, and, and perhaps it may be considered that they were specialists. Mm. But I think if you were to look, have conversations with them, look, look into their personal libraries, into their activities, you'd find that they were very wide. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and I mean, I, I just think, for, you know, to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, such as, uh, I'm reading now a book on Leonardo da Vinci, but that collection of artists in Italy at that time, uh, the sort of high Renaissance movement, I mean, they, bo they, they both, uh, I say both, Leonardo and Michelangelo, they both had, I guess, almost this, this strong sense of constantly learning, mm. constantly feeling like they're a student. Yeah. Um, and never feeling um, this sense of, but it's, it's not, it's not the, it's not the, lack of contentment, which is perhaps given to perfectionists if you're, they can never complete their work, even though Leonardo at times didn't complete his works. Mm. But it's more of the fact that 
as far as I've gotten here, mm. it has only showed me that there's so much further to go. Yeah. And they, they really just consider it one of the greatest joys of life, learning. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, I think, I think, you know, truly, uh, it's been 500 years now. And some of their works are still considered some of the greatest. Yeah. It, it just, it, you know, and it just, you have to just allow yourself to, I think you know you just consider your, yourself a person of interests. Mm. I think that's if you if you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I think you may find um, that you are more adept and uh, interested in doing multiple different things. Yeah. but you become a bit more interesting. More interesting, oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. you become more interesting. You can uh, place yourself and position yourself in multiple different fields. And again, because of the, the interconnectivity between all of these things, it also, it also is related to the way in which you can see almost this non-existence of boundaries between human beings. Yeah. Um, be that from you know the the fact that you have an extended level of education yeah. allows you to be able to connect the relationships between the different religions yeah. connect the relationships between different cultures mm. uh, so on and so forth the the idea essentially is about showing that even in those differences there's no difference yeah um, and there is a uh, a similarity from those differences right um, in that it, in essence it's it's everything is just one thing expressing itself an infinite form of variations okay. basically all right well so um what would you say to an individual because i've 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 heard this uh, many times and once upon a time i used to be that person as well you know looking at myself how i deal or how i react to a situation and then being almost like disappointed mm -hmm. with myself to say this is not me mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, well, what would you say? About well, I, I think this is not you is the beginning of, uh, is the beginning of a long and treacherous path, which you'll have to, in the future, work, work, work across. Mm. And there's a, there's a, I'm trying to keep quoting people, but there's a psychologist. Well, I think there's a, there's a, there's a wisdom in, in, uh, in the I, quoting I, because I, the, you're not reinventing the wheel. Oh, that's true. Actually, that's yeah. that, that that does make me feel a bit more comfortable. I'm yeah. not reinventing the wheel, and it's 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 also I cannot take credit for this. Yeah, much more intelligent people before me have come with these ideas, and uh, there's a there's a psychologist Carl Jung, and he speaks about this idea of the shadow, uh, which is in essence a 
an archetypal representation of the things that a human being represses about themselves. Mm. And what he says is the those things that you repress about yourself, it's not necessarily that it dissipates or it goes away. It begins to play, uh, almost to play upon your character subconsciously. Okay. Um, so for an example, if one, um, if one person, you know, through the course of their life or through their experiences have felt the need to repress their anger, mm. what will end up occurring is in bits and pieces, they will be ruled by their anger in certain, in certain modes and certain factions. Mm. Um, and it, 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 what I mean by that is the calmest of all people can still be ruled by their anger. Essentially, it's not necessarily that, that they'll be angry all the time. Mm. It is that they will, at particular moments, it really depends on how good you are at this level of repression and how good you are at rejection of that shadow. Mm. But every so often, you will just see them snap uncontrollably, mm. explosively. Mm. And what has occurred is that their shadow is essentially taking control of them. Okay. Um, simply because of the fact that they've repressed that level of anger. Mm. Um, and so uh, what I would say is, um, if, to, to a person who says, that's not me, mm. first, what do you mean by that? What, what is the context of this? <laughs> you know, all of the, all, all the questions, the long and tedious questions which have to be asked. Yeah. But then I, I would just say, you know, it, you, you must be very careful because, um, because, you know, this is, I don't know, this is the thing that I've realized mm. in, in your life. And this, you, you can't choose your experiences. You mm. can't choose um, what's affected you and what's impacted you, what's inspired you. Mm. It, it, as soon as it's been taken into you, or, or more or more specifically, once it's been awakened within you, yeah. it's there. Yeah. And the best thing to do is to embrace it mm. and to realize its potential mm. and to use it as a as a tool in, in, in the way in which you explore and explore life and learn further and express yourself. So it, I would say if I would say don't look at it as a, don't don't cut it out of yourself. Mm. Embrace it. Yeah. Um, and find a means by which you can use it um, use it in a way that that can have, perhaps can be more of benefit to you. Right. So, for an example, you know, anger. Anger isn't it isn't necessary. Um, I know we spoke about this a very long time ago, mm. um, and this is just the. Uh, I mean, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to speak about it anyway because yeah. I think about this a lot. Yeah. But you know, in a way, Star Wars was quite ahead um, ahead of its time from like a philosophy standpoint because the whole idea being that basically, long story short. There's the force, mm. which is what these, which is what these Jedi use, mm. which are basically kind of like, uh, kind of derives from like the whole Samite thing. But basically, they're warriors in a mm. sense. But there's two sides of the force. Right. Um, it's the side of um, almost the side of calmness, peace, and complete acceptance. Mm. And then there's the side of anger. There's the side of hatred. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's not necessarily that any side is good or bad. Right. I mean, of course, you know, the, the, the good guys move towards the, the side of, you know, acceptance, peace and calmness. But the idea being, the difficulty is with an emotion like anger, it's not necessarily that you should, you should um, cut it out. Mm. You should embrace it. But then it's about choosing how you then use it, right. which is essentially never taught, mm. essentially never taught. The difficulty then becomes, which is essentially some of the some of the thematic material that's explored in Star Wars is that um, by, by not almost embracing and accepting your anger, truly it corrupts you. Yeah. And it begins to um, 
it begins to lead you down a very a very difficult path you, um, you know what you're saying i think is uh, extremely important uh, because we are who we are mm -hmm. and uh, there are some inherent uh, traits that uh, they 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 kind of define us but then it's more about what we do with them yes and that uh, uh, I like what you say that um, because this is these are inherent they're there yes whether we like it or not yes so it's a question of how do we how do we manage yes and how do we use them mm -hmm. because um, it's like you know you can you can be gentle and it can work very well in in, in many of the situations but there are situations where being gentle is not going to produce the results that you sure, want. Sure, exactly. So exactly. it may be that you may want to become more assertive at that mm -hmm. time. Even maybe an outburst might, might actually mm -hmm. give you the results that you want. Mm -hmm. So it's, and, and I think we go back to the very original uh, word that you use, which is awareness. Yes. So being aware of who you are, mm -hmm. being aware of your traits, being aware of your strength uh being aware of whatever is that you are already familiar with in life in how you react to situation yes but then being open to new experiences and and to see and to find out what you're capable of mm -hmm. as a human being because you don't know your capabilities fully 100 yeah. percent. and and what's more actually is you could know but you've repressed a large majority of them yeah and this kind of goes back to some of the stuff that carl young was saying you kind of create, you set aside an idea called the individuation process, which mm. is basically the journey by which one becomes himself. Yeah. And along that journey, I believe it's the second the second stage. It's about embracing the shadow, mm. um, and it requires that one looks at their shadow. You know, mm. actually comes face to face, and what that means is you need to come face to face with the things that you dislike about yourself, right. the things that you fear about yourself. The things that you think are are ugly, unattractive. So that's the shadow. That, that you... this is the shadow. This yeah. is the shadow. And what you can find is if you actually be begin to befriend the shadow, um, he as he describes it, you become whole. Yeah. Because you've now taken not only the things that you consider to be important, but the things that you have left aside, but have now brought into the light mm. and um, have strengthened your character as a whole. All right. Um, but you know it's the most difficult of all things um you know but so, you know it's like, it's like trying to catch your shadow in real life it's you know as soon as you turn you know turn left mm. your shadow turns left as well right um, but to you know to take that time to look at the things that are the most difficult to look at within yourself okay finding a means to you know consciously bring them uh, into some sort of connective fabric mm. um yeah i mean it's I mean that's that's awareness at its highest level. Okay. Can be awareness at its highest level. Okay. Abdurrahim, um, thank you very much for this uh, very interesting and engaging conversation. Uh, food for thought uh, for you, for I, and for everyone who is going to listen. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is uh, not going to be the last time uh, that we are going to engage in this conversation, and mm -hmm. hopefully this will be uh as interesting mm -hmm. uh as, to me as it is to those who will be listening to it mm -hmm. um and um i think before i let you go mm -hmm. uh until we meet next time which hopefully will be soon 
Um, I would like if you have anything that you would like to share or any moments, uh, any any remarks that you want to to make up as a, as a departing uh, commentary comments uh, to Christ speaking to yourself or speaking to. Uh, I would like for it to be more remarks directed to older generation, mm -hmm. uh, but also your generation. So in relationship to what we've uh, talked about. Okay. So if you can, uh, if you need a moment to think about it, <laughs> that is fine. Uh, but uh, I would, I would really love to. Uh, if you can just uh, sum it up in, uh, in in two categories, as a as a message or like a message of an appeal to these two categories of uh, of generation, those of your generation and those uh, of my generation mm -hmm. and older, uh, in terms of uh, all the things that we have talked about, we started talking about the living uh, in the present and what it means. And then we have explored about different things, about being aware, about being open to, to new experiences, uh, being aware of your shadow, embracing your shadow mm -hmm. and what it represents. And uh, just being a student of, um, of life yes. and living and, and in the quest of becoming a better person and not to be defined by your uh, a particular occupation or mm -hmm. um, a passion. So all these things taking into account, I know this is a very big question, no, yeah, no, I but uh, I would love if you have anything that you can, either it could be a single message to both, that can be relevant to both groups, or it could be a separate message to you. Well, I mean, it's it's a loaded one, and I feel like every time that I, that, that I had to do these things, I just feel less and less uh, almost uh, appropriately placed to really give anybody advice. But yeah. I would say, maybe just a message perhaps to to the, the younger generation if I'm still part of that but I would just say that um, you know the that really there are two types of experiences mm. there is experiences which occur in engaging with the new yeah there are experiences that occur with engaging with the new mm. and there's experiences that occur with engaging with things that you've already engaged with mm. uh, it's a re-experiencing you're right and um and the importance of that and the way that I would tie that back to, to, you know, the concrete realization of life is just to hold on to the relationships that you currently have mm. with the people that you have mm. um, and to not necessarily feel perhaps certain inclination that you need to open yourself up to a large majority of, of, of stuff mm. uh, in a sense. But to just take time to re-engage with that which you already know and mm. develop a new set, set of eyes and to peer into the relationships and to peer into the human beings who are already very close to you. Yeah. Um, and just to hold them daily, especially in the transition to, to you know, um, I guess I guess stage two of the free stage process of life. Mm. Um, because, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, it's um, those will be the relationships which will really and truly hold, um, hold you. Okay. Um, in, in a large number of things. Mm. Um, so I would say that, I mean, to, to older people, to the older generation, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I would just say, 
I don't know what to what to say without sounding patronizing. It's, it's, I mean, I I don't I, I don't think anyone will take it uh, in that way. Uh, I I hope I hope not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, because also I I I, I what, there's aspects which I feel like would also be critical to myself as well. I don't know. I I would say to the older generation. Um, I would say to the older generation that uh, that you know, I, I guess that in, in a sense, um, gee, uh, it, I guess it, it's 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 um, your your inner child is never really at a far distance, mm. and uh, don't be afraid to reinvent, not necessarily reinvent yourself, um, but to reinvent the process by which you look within yourself. Mm. Um, and uh, that, as uh, as intimidating perhaps as I can imagine it may be, to, yeah. to do that, mm. um, especially in the in the environment where there is a large number of younger people, and they get to do that and whatever, mm. uh, don't feel as if you're the fool in doing it, um, because at the end of the day, you're exploring yourself as much as you know, a person who's eighteen is exploring themselves, and yeah. it's an infinite it's an infinite uh, wonderful adventure. So right. I think. Keep allowing yourself to also be young. All right. Young at heart. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Abdurrahim. Thank you. It's for been a me. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Really and uh, looking forward to the next one.